Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other Black graduate students or early career professionals, it is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Black and in Grad School. I'm so happy you're here because we are continuing on this Grad School Success Summit mini-series. So this week's episode comes from our 2019 Success Summit with Dr. Fatima Williams talking about how to stay on track, meet your deadlines, and have a life in grad school. How perfect is that? I know that's something that I always was thinking about as I was coming into grad school. And honestly, I'm constantly thinking about that and reevaluating what that looks like as I continue in my grad school journey. And I'm sure so many of you do as well. And Dr. Fatima is, I mean, quite literally a powerhouse in this space. She has a planner called the Professional Pathways Planner. She also has uh, the Genius Retreat And she is all about professional development and career planning for graduate students and PhDs who want leadership roles and high quality careers. And this is one of the things I love about organizing the summit and having a chance to not only connect with other experts like Dr. Fatima, but to have them come on and share that wisdom, that information, that expertise with us so that we can get through our journeys with less stress, with more fun and more organized than maybe individuals before us or our experience prior to coming to something like the summit. So I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, It is out of sight. Like I said, Dr. Fatima is quite literally a planning organizational beast and I just was so so grateful to have her share some of that with us so if you want to get information like this you need to sign up for this year's summit it is June 14th through the 16th which is actually happening right now but you can still register and you can go to gradschoolsummit.com to get all the details to get all the information the links to join us and I really hope to see you there Lastly, before we start this week's episode, I want to thank our sponsors of the Grad School Success Summit, which um, our presenting sponsor, The Professor Is In, and our sponsors, Bumble and Nontradish, for making this thing happen. Now let's get on to this week's episode. And I'll share with you some things that I've learned and that I also share with my clients when I'm coaching faculty and when I'm working with grad students on campuses. So I'm going to just dig in because I really also am excited to take your questions. For me, that's where the real heat happens. And just so you know, and I do this in my workshops on campuses, I will stop every once in a while and I will ask you a question or two. I will ask you something and I really do want you to type out in chat like yes or no or just kind of talk back to me. So I look forward to getting started and also hearing your questions at the end. So let's do it. So let's take a listen at some of these things and let me know if you've ever said any of these or if these sound familiar to you. The first one, I hear this a lot. I spend so much time in my day prepping for classes, grading papers, answering student emails, going to meetings, 
that by the end of the day, I have lost my energy to be able to do my own work. Like I'm done. I'm, I'm spent. I don't have like fresh energy to get anything else done after doing for everyone else and being on campus. Another one that I hear a lot, and maybe you've said this or you've heard is, when I get home at the end of the day, I still have more work to do. So leaving campus and getting home and you're feeling like finally I can relax, but you know you can't because you're still, or you feel like you can't because you still have more work to do. And for the parents and partner people in the room, you may have said this, I feel like I'm not present when I'm playing with my kids or when I'm talking to my partner. And you want to be, you want to be able to have that time after you get home from campus to really connect with the people who matter most to you, your kids, your partner, your family, and others. And then this one is probably particularly interesting right now, given where we are at the end of the academic year, beginning of the summer. It's the end of the semester and I am struggling to figure out what went wrong. I got some things done, but a good number of things I wanted to get done or some of the more important important things I wanted to get done, I didn't finish them. So I really need to make this summer count. So let me know in the chat, just type a yes if you have said any of these. Um, if you've said any of these, if these sound like you or somebody you know, yes, I hear you. I hear Taylor is like, I'm a complete workaholic. Well, we're gonna have a little discussion about that. Oh gosh, Brianna says, yes to all three, the struggle is real. So let's get there and let's figure out what might happen and what we can do. First though, I want to share with you what I think some of the underlying problems are here and we'll just go over three of them. And with that, I'll give you kind of related ways to reframe your thinking about these. So one thing that we do often as academics is we often put the smaller and more immediate tasks and things before the more important and long-term tasks. This is a challenge because a lot of the projects that we take on in academia truly are longer term. They have a lot of parts and steps to them. Even something is that may seem as simple as like writing an abstract for a paper. You think an abstract is short, depending on your field, it might be just a paragraph, it might be a page, but pretty short. But even with that getting an abstract done, you may need to talk to a co-author. You may also need to do a little bit of reading before you start to frame out what your paper or your poster is going to be about. You may also at some point in that process need to kick it to a mentor or an advisor for their feedback and then take it back and revise it and probably do one more look over with a team member, a co-author, or an advisor. So even the smallest projects that we do, like abstract writing, forget even master's writing, master's thesis writing and dissertation writing, which are huge projects, but we often even, we just put the small things in front of these longer term projects or projects that have multiple steps to them. And so what I wanna to say to this is priorities are key. You have just one set of 24 hours in a day to get things done. That's your work-related projects, and that's all of the work-related projects, right? The ones that are forward-facing to your students or forward-facing to a, a committee or also forward-facing to co-authors, if you will. 
And then you also have those work projects that are more um, kind of backstage projects. So your portions of the work that has to get done on these things. And so it can often feel like it is more satisfying to attend to the things that can be done quickly and that can easily be checked off a list. When you have like bigger projects or more daunting projects ahead of you, it can feel great to just feel like, you know what, I got something done today. It wasn't the whole thing, it wasn't the abstract, but it was something and I feel accomplished. My students are gonna be you know, in a great shape because I've done all these wonderful things for them. And I just wanna say, priorities are key. And so we have to start to think about with this limited 24 hours, what truly gets done. And sometimes it really takes not just looking at the 24 hours, but looking out and zooming out more globally. This semester, what top projects must get done? If it's a paper, if it is, you know, kind of a paper, let's say submitted for publication, if it's an abstract, and you know maybe one other small thing that you have to get done those are the three things and those are the things that will guide your week to week and your day to day so we want to start thinking about how to set priorities and use those to set out our day problem two academics often fail to plan ahead for the semester and then funnel that into what happens each week so we'll have a lot of goals at the beginning of a semester, even the summer. So I'm thinking here of summer as semester, right? We will have a lot of things we want to get done. And realistically, it's too many items, too many big ticket kind of items that we want to get done within a semester. And that then trickles down and creates pressure within the week. Because how are we going to get those things done when perhaps we haven't accounted for the time that it takes to get them done, or we have so many of them that we're not sure what to focus on week by week. So my, my takeaway here is that what is properly planned and consistently monitored is what gets accomplished. So it's not just the planning at the head of the semester, it's not just the planning at the top of each week, but it is truly consistent monitoring as well. And we do this at Beyond the Tenure Track, and I teach this, a weekly planning practice that doesn't have to be a long time. It's a quick session that happens every Sunday night. But that weekly planning practice helps you to assess what's coming down the pike. It also helps you to take a look at what your top goals for that semester are, and it helps you to get ahead. And this is super important. So I'm gonna give you an example that I recently gave to a faculty member. Um, uh, that I was coaching, she came to me and was really concerned about, she has like a, she's a clinical faculty member. So she has clinical faculty role in a teaching hospital. And she also um, has staff because she's in an administrative role as well. And with that, she's also mentoring students and she has to get her own research done. There's a lot going on in her life. And one of the simplest things she said was, I just feel like every weekend I am working. And she told me what her kind of, you know, her highlight of the weekend was. And she did highlight in the sense that this was like a restful activity for her. And she explained that every Saturday early in the morning, she would go for a bike ride. Um, to a local coffee shop that she really likes. And then she would sit at the coffee shop and do what? Grade papers. Listen, 
I am all for being committed and dedicated, but I am also all for having some break. And so what we were able to do was start to get a weekly planning practice in place so that she could see what spaces she could make during the week to have that coffee shop time that she really loved just be time for her to read the book that she really wants to or flip through magazines or do nothing but sit there and sip her coffee and have her bagel. But the key here is that we had to get ahead of everything by having that Sunday night meeting set up and knowing, okay, every week, I can look at the week and say, I know what I have coming down the pike. There's staff meetings. I have consistent office hours this week. And I know that I've got a paper that's um, my part of a paper that's going to be due in two weeks. Oh, and you know what? My best friend's having a birthday dinner. So that also happened for her. And she really wanted to make that birthday dinner. I'm like, well, if you want to make it, let's plan it. So the things that we plan to accomplish are the things that get accomplished. Calling all graduate students. You're invited to the fourth annual Grad School Success Summit. It's a three-day virtual experience happening June 14th through 16th, 2021. It was created for incoming graduate students of all disciplines to get the tools to transition smoothly into your grad school journey. With workshops led by current grad students, wellness experts, career development professionals, and more, you leave the summit with tools and resources that will help you flourish in your classes, in your research, your finances, and your all-around health. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, The Professor Is In, and our sponsors, Bumble and Nontradish, for supporting this year's summit. You can register for free and learn more information at gradschoolsummit.com. That's G-R-A-D-S-H-O-O-L-S-U-M-M-I-T.com. So excited to see you there. Problem three, and this one is a big one. This is not just specific to academics. This is a challenge overall. We often underestimate the time on task. So time that it takes to get a task done or a project done. So remember that example I gave about writing an abstract? You might set out, okay, I'm gonna work on that later this week. On Thursday, I'll set out a two hour block and I'll just knock it out. But when we often say things like that, we forget all those other steps that I mentioned that are needed to get to what it takes to finish the task. And then we often underestimate how long it actually takes when we sit down to do it. And what happens is this leads to a cycle of overscheduling, not getting enough work done in a work session or that kind of block that you block out. And then that's a nagging sense of always feeling behind, right? It just kind of multiplies because you feel like you're going from thing to thing, never really completing or only completing small portions of it without a true sense of how to go back and finish these things. So my recommendation here and something that's really research-based is however long you estimate a project or a task to take, multiply that by three. So if you expect that writing that abstract is gonna take you two hours, multiply that by three, you have six hours, and that's probably what it's gonna to take to get it done from end to end. So how do I know these things and where does this come up? So a little bit about me, I have my doctorate in cultural anthropology from Rutgers University. I graduated in 2011, which almost kind of makes me an OG at this point. <laughs> um, 
uh, and that's me in the middle at Hooding in 2011. Um, during my graduate school career, I would say I was considered one of the star students in our department. I was publishing with a faculty member who was in my field, on uh, my subfield. Um, I was presenting at conferences very early. I applied for and received additional grant funding, even though I came into you know, the program with fully funded. I, you know, someone told me early on money begets money. So start applying for funding early. And I did at the time I was also married and kind of had a family. So there was a lot going on. And also what you see up here on the left hand, this book cover of this book um, with my field research in Colombia, South America, I conducted field research there over the course of a year. And then also every summer of graduate school, starting with my second year and translated a book. I mean, I was not sleeping <laughs> during grad school. So I know what it looks like to have to get things done. And even now, when you fast forward um, to my life right now, what you see here in the top right is me presenting a workshop. This one happens to be at um, University of Tennessee, Knoxville, one of their biomed symposiums. I was keynoting that and doing a workshop as well during that day. And I also lead a company where I am often interfacing with graduate deans, program directors, um, faculty development directors, which is what you see in the left-hand corner. We're actually looking at the planner and seeing how they're going to use that with their cohorts of annual cohorts of 50 plus faculty members every year. In addition to that, I manage a team. Um, my team has a few core members, so two core members who always work with me, and then people that, actually that's not true, it's more than two people, but um, who kind of are my core people and always work with me. And then we bring in others, um, contractors who we need like on project basis. So my project management team, for example, my office manager, if you've ever emailed me, you've interfaced with her. It's a lot going on at Beyond the Tenure Track. And then I like to make time to have fun and do things that are important and interesting to me. And this below is me here with my mom. Um, this was a couple years ago. You will never probably catch me looking like this again <laughs> near a river with, with my cowboy hat on. But we were having a great time and I got to do something that was important to my family. So I share this to say, I know what it's like from the graduate process all the way through to the professional process to have to manage <clears throat> multiple things and also making time for life. And so I wanna hear from you. What is one goal that you wanted to accomplish this past semester, but were not able to? And you can just type this in the chat and I wanna hear um what you you know what you're what you're thinking about here like what one goal one thing you wanted to finish this semester but you didn't manage to get it done and there is no shame because listen i've got a whole list of things that i that i i overcommit like in my thinking you know to like oh i can do all these things but thankfully i have a process that when i plan I know how to edit out. So I allow myself time and space and then, you know, just time and space to envision and think broadly. What do I want to do? What do I want to get done? But I, my planning process is what helps me to temper all of that enthusiasm and really what translates into overcommitment. So I hear Malia. So I was just trying to figure this out with submitting my thesis. It's hard to figure out how to organize what is most important. 
Yeah. So, um, I would say we're going to, I would say you start to break it down step by step, truly like step by step, what all is needed. And here's a key that we often tend to miss with this step by step. Once you have all the steps, you can organize them in order. You can start to put a plan to it. But the first thing is the step. What are the steps that come to mind? Don't worry about the order yet. What are all the steps that come to mind? And the key here, Malia, and for anyone else who feels like you're not sure where to start or what gets most important is remember that you will also need other people as part of your process. So like with the abstract example I mentioned, you will need an advisor to review things, uh, maybe a peer or a friend or a colleague to take a look at things. Maybe you need to attend your university or your grad school's um, workshop on how to submit a thesis, right? Because there's also the process of actually binding it, the formatting for it. So think about all of the steps and also consider when do I need others to be a part of this process with me. We often forget that we don't do this alone, right? So let's build it in so we actually set realistic timelines for ourselves and for others who are helping us. So Taylor says, um, finished chapter of textbook I was writing for a professor. Yeah, so it's like what else happened? Was it something that in your steps that maybe you hadn't accounted for? Was it that, you know, you and the professor maybe didn't take enough time to think about this time that she or he would need to get their portions done or the input that you would need from them? Because again, often we underestimate time on task and that's not just you, that's also the professor. <laughs> They underestimate things as well. So we have to kind of build that in. And sometimes we have to kind of, you know, listen. <laughs> um, we have to also help our mentors. And Taylor, I hear you here. It says you wrote about 50 pages too much and then no time to review. Yeah. So it's like finish it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be in a state of being able to be shared. Right. And that's really important. We will spend so much time trying to get it right that we don't get it done. So I'm going to skip around here a little bit. Heather, apply to apply for a national grant. The process had too many parts and I couldn't wrangle, uh, write and wrangle my proofreaders. OK, so now you've done you've kind of looked into this process, Heather. Now you have a sense of you can actually look ahead and say, I want to apply for this or something else. Next year, I would like for you to actually still write down the steps that you did take. So we want to acknowledge success because you did take steps. And then we also want to, I'd like for you to write down for yourself the things that you missed, right? And that's learning. That's not me, you know, saying that there was something wrong, but what are the things that you didn't consider? This is key. Too often we move from project to project and we don't assess the pieces that went well. Notice I put that first. We don't assess what went well and then we don't assess what we would do differently. And I'd say this to Heather, but I'm saying this to everyone because this isn't gonna be Heather's last national grant that she applies for. So the best practices that she can get in place now will be the thing that helps her to do this more efficiently next time. All right. 
So Brianna says, finish my last semester without extensions. So I would say, Brianna, my question to you, if we were in a coaching space, I would ask you to consider what are the things that got in the way that caused you to need the extensions? Was it a life event that happened? Was it a scheduling thing? Was it, um, you know, you and your um, committee maybe not communicating very well about what was needed? Was it that there was more time needed for them to review things? So take a moment for yourself and think about and just assess, kind of take inventory of what was the root of those extensions. And then I guarantee you, whatever you write down, ask yourself the same question again. Now, what was the root of those extensions? Because often the thing we think is the problem is not always the problem. There's one extra underlying level there. So let's get down to that so you'll know. And then Brielle says, analyze project data, write it up, and submit for publication for several projects. Well, I can tell you already what the problem is. You got too many things happening in one semester. Because <laughs> you, you are analyzing data, full stop, that's a, big, that's a big project. Then you're writing it up. And I would say you're not writing it up, you're drafting a first draft. And then you say submit for publication. Well, there's a bunch of steps in there before submission to publication, right? And I know you know that there's more steps in there. But what I want to get at here, and I see this with faculty um, as well, is underestimating the steps it takes. We don't go from just analyzing data to writing it up to submission. And that is why compressing it into a semester and for several projects is a pile on. It is a recipe for not being successfully finished, being able to successfully finish the things that you want to get started. If you were to say, you know, you could take one project from start to finish to submission, that's probably more realistic. And I don't know what all of your um, other time commitments are, but when you're planning out what gets done, we have to consider that you are a whole person. You've got other commitments, personal and professional that have to be attended to. So I would say, Brielle, how do we break it down even further to create goals that are a bit more grounded in time, even when it feels like we've got to get everything done right away because people are looking for it, they're asking for it, semester is winding down, things have to be finished, um, you know, because of whatever it is, graduation coming or master's comprehensive exams being due, whatever it is, we still have to break these things down. And the same thing I see, um, K Computer, you said submitting an abstract for a conference. And I would ask, yep, so what else happened? And some of that what else happened might be what else actually got done? Did the other things that you were able to do, and this is particularly for K Computer, did the other things that you were able to finish, were they worthwhile projects? Were they things that move you forward? Were they the top three? We always work in threes. Um, this is a research-based methodology for productivity, is to look at your time and your projects in threes. So if you were to say your top three projects that got done this semester at K Computer, were those top three like big ones? Maybe the abstract was one that just wasn't priority right now. 
because that happens too. Sometimes we stuff in a lot of things and the ones that are truly important are the ones that got done first. And you can assess, do I roll this into the priority for the summer or does this happen in the fall? All right. So thank you so much for sharing. And I will also ask, you know, we'll kind of go through some other questions, but with that one goal that you did not get done, I'm going to ask you this. Do you want to break the cycle of missed deadlines, scheduling overload, and feeling guilty for taking free time? I mean, let me know. Feeling guilty for taking free time is a big one. Your free time feels robbed because you can't even enjoy it. <laughs> because you can't even enjoy it because you're thinking about all the other things that you didn't get done or is my advisor waiting for this you know, piece that I told them I was going to get to them, but I didn't get it on time. So give me a hands up, a yes. If you are saying, yes, I am ready to break the cycle of missed deadlines, I am ready to break the cycle of overload, overloading my schedule, and I actually want to feel good when I take my free time, knowing that everything else is taken care of. I know when I'm coming back to my projects. I know what to do when I'm coming back to my projects. But right now, I'm going to take time and be with my kids. Or right now, I am going to take time and go to this yoga class. Or if you're like me, I just got a, um, a dog about a month ago. I am going to take time to walk my dog and not rush him, right? I'm going to give him his full like 30-minute walk twice a day or three times a day. And I'm not going to rush him because I can afford to take that time yes um, some of y'all didn't say yes but I know y'all want this <laughs> I know you all because we all want to feel like the scheduling overload is done and it can feel like maybe it's not possible but I want to share with you something that I want to uh, give to you that I use with my coaching clients so the biggest takeaway here is that I want you to be able to accomplish the things that are most important to you. Everything is not going to happen all at once. Everything won't be able to be completed in the timeframes that you wish, but I would love to have you able to really think about the things that are most important, getting it down to those top three and having a plan for how to do it. All right, we're going to wrap things up with Dr. Fatima's episode. I hope that you enjoyed what you heard so far, but you can watch the entire video on my YouTube, which you can find in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. again for listening to this episode of black and in grad school for more content to help you on your grad school journey check out blackandgradschool.com that's b-l-k-i-n gradschool.com love this episode head over to apple Podcasts to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated until next time 